to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Welcome to the campground. That's Tony. And that's Peggy. And we are excited. Excited. We are packed up and heading out. That's right. For about a month. Yes. It's going to be so cool. (laughs) It's going to be so awesome. We are going to the big RV show in Quartzsite. Yes, Quartzsite, Arizona. Yep. So if you're there, we actually have a booth there, believe it or not. So check Um, us out. Yeah. And uh, if you weren't able to make it or don't plan to go, we'll have a kind of Quartzsite roundup. We are meeting some other digital media people right and uh have some interesting podcasts coming up well hopefully all of these have been interesting all right <laughs> but uh we have some neat neat stuff coming up uh before that we are going to a family motor coach association or fmca rally that's right that's in going to be in indio california we're very excited about that it's going to be our second fmca rally yep and uh, it's a sock hop theme. That's so. right. I got my poodle skirt packed. Yeah, there we go. So that that should be a whole lot of fun. And uh, I, I'm not going to be wearing a poodle skirt. Or saddle shoes? No. Or, oh, never mind. I won't tell you my whole costume. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Peggy loves costumes. I well, love heck, costumes. Both of us do. Before we kind of get on what we want to talk about, it's... Our second podcast of 2020. 2020. And everybody makes all these resolutions or all these, you know, like, I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do that this year. And hopefully what you're going to do is a lot of stressless camping this year. That's what we're going to do. You're darn right we are. (laughs) But before you go, checklists. Oh, yeah. With the new year coming up, people love to make lists. And this is a chance to check out our article about checklists. Because checklists make for stressless camping. That's right. They do. And we have a number of free checklists you can download from the Stressless Camping website. Right. There will be links in the show notes to that In the show notes. We have pre-flight checklists where you can set up. We have pre-leaving checklists. (laughs) One of the things we've actually seen is people leaving the handle out on the door of their RV as they're leaving the campground. and. Uh, that's yeah, just I don't bad. even think we have that. Ri- I don't know if we have that written on our checklist. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. Absolutely. Because by then, I'm done reading the checklist. Oh. <laughs> I'm putting the steps up, closing the handle, and getting in the truck. Yeah, and one of the <laughs> one of the good things about checklists is when you're, well, at least for us, when we're when we're camping, we tend to make friends. And, uh, and, and those friends want to say hello, say goodbye. And sometimes they're, they can be a little distracting as we're trying to load up and go. Yeah, you don't want to forget a critical step like unplugging your uh, umbilical cord to your truck. Right. <clears throat> or leaving this the handle out on the door. Yeah. yeah, so it's good to have a checklist. Even if you are someone who's done this a lot, it's good to have a checklist as a point of reference. And so checklists make... For stressless camping, because those people who are honking and waving probably aren't doing so. They're probably not just saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, or, or <laughs> admiring your, your RV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your awning is still out. <laughs> no, we haven't made that mistake. That's from a movie. <laughs> no, but we have we have seen a slide room out. 
Yeah. Oh have. God. I mean, I, and I don't know if it came out while they were, I don't see how you missed that, but I don't know if it came out while they were driving or if they just never put Forgot it in. To put it in. Whatever. That's a good thing to put on the list. <laughs> yeah. That's an additional three or four feet of width that you don't want sticking out. Yeah. So yeah. Checklists. Checklists make for stressless camping. They do indeed. So check them out on our website. You know what else makes for stressless camping? An uh, RV that doesn't that leak. doesn't leak yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the main topic this week is leaks not the kind that you eat but the kind in your rv one of the things i saw when i was working at the rv dealership was people bringing in two and three year old travel trailers or, or rvs of any kind for that matter that they're like oh this thing is in great shape i just want to go bigger or go smaller or get a fifth wheel instead of a travel trailer whatever the heck it is there's nothing wrong with it yeah it is perfect and then we had we have the the dealership is still there and still has the same tech and this guy is a master he is just exceptional at what he does and so he would give it a good once over and probably two-thirds of the time find where there had been water leaks Gosh, that's a lot of times. It is. It's and so of course that significantly changes the value of your RV. For sure. But the other thing that can happen is you can get mold. You can have the RV start to come apart. Right. It's water intrusion is never a good it's not stressless camping. It is not stressless camping. And so what we want to talk about this week is ways you can avoid water leaks and, and little tips that you can use to keep the water out. Great. When you look at an RV going down the road, it actually flexes quite a bit. And it's typically made up of sidewalls and a roof and a back wall and a front wall. And they're all joined together. And as you're driving down the road, all this stuff is shaking and wiggling and, and all of that. And uh, so where all these joints are, is a semi-flexible sealant. As it has to be, or else it wouldn't, it would just fall over instead of flexing. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) Well, or if it weren't a flexible sealant, it would crack. Right. And then water would come in. And so another thing that that sealant has to be is sunproof because the sun causes a great, you know, it's pretty hard on surfaces and substances and all of that, although it makes for good tans. Yeah, there you go. So um, <laughs> so they have this weather-resistant, flexible sealant material. And there are a number of different ones on the market, depending on what your RV is made out of. And that weather resistance includes resistance to rain or sun. But it does wear out. And how quickly it wears out depends. So it can be in a few months' time, believe it or not. It can be years and years down the road. Uh, there's no real answer. So, every- And it depends on a lot of factors. It depends on where you live, what your weather and your, and your climate is like, where you store it, how much sun or shade or how much you use it. Yeah. Right. And also how well it was applied at the factory. Oh, there you go. That's a big And that's factor. something you can't control. No, absolutely. So RV manufacturers recommend that you look at all of the places where holes were punched in the surface of your RV, typically about every three months. And it's just an inspection. But the places to look include, especially on the roof where you have 
screw holes and holes cut for like vents and air conditioners. Right. Every one of those, every one of those contraptions up on the roof goes through that roof into the inside of the trailer. So, or the RV. So every one of those is a potential leak spot. Right. And people say, oh, but my roof is guaranteed for 10 years or 12 years. And it is. Yeah. But are the, but are the leaks guaranteed? No, No, the only thing guaranteed is that membrane. Right. That's guaranteed. So all of that sealant is not guaranteed and is considered a wear item like your tires or brakes or any of that. Right. So sadly, most people don't realize it's on you to make sure that that sealing stuff and, uh, you know, it looks like caulk or toothpaste basically, but it can be things like Dicor or there's a number of different products, as I said, depending on the manufacturer of the RV and how it's made. But there are a number of different products. So first, you're going to start with getting to where you can see the roof. And here's Tony's cheater trick. If you ever want to know how to do something in the laziest way possible, ask somebody built like me. (laughs) Because, you know what? Because if if there's an easy way to do it, we're going to find that easy way. Absolutely. I am not a 22-year-old bodybuilder. And so I'm going to find the easiest way. And the easiest way I have ever found to look at the roof of an RV is... Take it uh, to Vic? Well, okay. The second... (laughs) Well, that costs money. Well, Remember, I'm also a cheapskate. The easiest way is I have a friend who lives on the second floor of an apartment building. Ah. So we just go to that apartment building, take the trailer and park it close to the balcony and look down. There you go. (laughs) I don't have to get up on a stinky ladder. Can you get a really good close look at that though? Well, you can, especially if you use your binoculars. Ah, I see. So you're, you're like giving it the super duper look. And what you're looking for is any signs of compromise in those sealants or cracking or anything where it looks like it's starting to basically dry up or fall off or any of that. But if you're closer to a 22-year-old bodybuilder not afraid of heights, you can go ahead and climb up on that roof and well, check on, it out close on up. many RVs, you can. Some, they do not want you walking well, on the true. roof. that's true. That's true. We also do have a big old tall ladder, and I can go up there and, and really look closely. And if you need to apply replacement sealant or additional sealant, you can with that big old tall ladder there you go and that ladder we bought says rated for 400 pounds so it oh, does go together <laughs> <laughs> not quite well no nope, never mind nope, 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 <laughs> that nope. was bad math <laughs> yeah so so that's the first thing you're going to look at the roof and look at all those those places where there's holes and don't forget screw holes because if they've screwed something in like let's say uh, i've seen where they have the wires that go from solar panels or the wires that go from antenna and there's sort of a screwed on bracket that holds that wire that screw hole is a hole in your rv right so, every screw hole is a hole in your rv right that's true so that's the first thing your roof now let's look at the sides of your rv um anywhere where there's a hole like a window or a baggage door um a marker light oh marker light yeah let's so, make sure those are on the list <laughs> indeed um our travel trailer i was i believed i was very meticulous about uh, checking all the holes and leaks and all of that stuff, and we didn't have any until we found one. And then it was on a marker light yeah. that we missed. Yeah, and I didn't realize they didn't seal one of the marker lights properly. 
And so water got in. And the way our RV is built is it's sort of a sandwich. And it's an outer layer of fiberglass, then Luon, which is like a wood glue product, and then either insulation or an aluminum rib, and then more Luon, which is the inner wall. And it's all kind of glued together. It's called vacuum laminated. And uh, when water gets in, it the Luon goes to heck, and it all gets unglued. And it did. <laughs> The camper came unglued, then Tony came unglued. Then Tony came unglued, and it was not a stressless camping day. And it was not a cheap repair either. So, again, anywhere where there's there's holes. And then if you look at how your RV is built, think of the where there's a hole for the heater exhaust and for the baggage doors and the windows and doors and um, the screw holes that on ours hold the barbecue on the side of the trailer. Right. All of that stuff. Check those those uh, holes out. Make sure that they're sealed properly and that that sealant is not deteriorating because it does. What prompted this whole thought is a guy, Wayne Trent, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Just really cool guy. And he decided he was going to go a step above and see the leaks on his trailer. That's a smart idea, Wayne. It is. Oh, yeah. He did. It was a good idea. So he made sort of a plastic insert that fit into where one of the baggage doors are on his trailer. And he cut a hole in it. And the hole was big enough for the hose on his shop vac. And then he taped up the doors and that sort of stuff. And he actually ran the shop vac backwards, you know, so it blows instead of sucks. And then he got a bottle of spray soap of water with some soap in it and he went around his trailer and looked for all the places where air was escaping which would create bubbles in the soap it was ridiculous how many holes that trailer had in it now i would say different rvs are built to different quality levels right some much better than others and uh his they missed a lot of spots So it was a pretty new travel trailer that he had, and he went through a lot of sealant on that trailer. Oh, boy. A lot. But it's better. But it's better to find it before anything goes wrong than to find it afterwards. Yeah. But, I mean, that's actually a really smart idea to do the, the soap and air thing. And there are some RV manufacturers who do that as part of the manufacturing process. But they're... Pretty few and far between. I bet, yeah. So that um, sounds kind of like a lot of work. So we have more details about all of this stuff over at Stressless Camping. I, I wrote an article about RV leaks, and there are a bunch of pictures, and you can kind of see what happens on a new travel trailer when you don't watch for this. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's just an inspection. I mean, we have had our trailer for three years now, and aside from that marker light, have had no water intrusion. Right. It's getting time where some of the outside seals I'll probably replace, but um, for the most part, it's just an inspection. And if you don't want to do it yourself, it's always good to have a relationship with a good RV dealer. Yeah. A good RV dealer or even a good RV tech that yeah. doesn't work for a dealership. Right. Like Vic. So anyway, that's uh, that's a bit of maintenance for some stressless camping. And now we're going to go stressless camping. Let's go. But before we do that, I want to point out our discounts and deals page. And so we have had we have mentioned some of the people who support us 
here in the past, and we sincerely appreciate their support. On our discounts and deals page lately, there have been some really great deals that we post. Big discounts on camping services, discounts on, we are partnered with Savory Spice Shop. And uh, there, yeah, there have been some great discounts. And so I always post those there and I try to post them in our Facebook group as well. So if you would like the latest and greatest, because you may be listening to this six months from now. Right. So check it out in case there's some on there that we haven't mentioned today because they're new to you. Yeah. So I keep that discounts and deals page updated and and with the latest and greatest. And and I do try to twist arms and and get you guys good deals. (laughs) And it's on the stuff that we actually like and use. Right. So there's nothing there that we don't use ourselves. Correct. All right. Where are we going, Smooch? Let's go... To Bodega Bay, California. You know, that place where they filmed the birds? So we go at Christmas time every year. We go to Bodega Bay. We camp in a place called Doran Regional Park. And this year, we actually took off our pajamas and put on clothes and went to the town of Bodega to check it out. Yeah, it's a a great little town. I, I really enjoyed the, there's a bunch of artist merchants. There was a great coffee shop. Everybody was so friendly. They were. And it's a, it's a kind of a small little town, but didn't take us long to wander through it. But we had a great time. We talked to people there. We took some pictures. We got to... Tony took a selfie with Alfred Hitchcock. It was It was a good day. Yeah. And the reason Alfred Hitchcock is there is that they have... That's where The, the Birds bird. was... Uh, filmed. I should just shut up about this, but I went and watched the movie just as part of the research for this episode. And <laughs> now remember, it was made a long time ago. I was made in 1963, <laughs> and just the special effects were like, oh my god! They didn't have as many special effects capabilities that we have these nope. days. Although the cars were cool, I loved all those old well, Chryslers. See, there you go. Oh man, there's a there was a Chrysler station wagon a pillarless hardtop station wagon and i was like drooling that they're all trying to escape the birds and i'm like oh what a cool car i think that's why i like old scary movies better than new scary movies new scary movies are too realistic (laughs) and too scary (laughs) old scary movies were scary but a little corny yeah yeah and the cars were cool and the cars were cool at least that's what i look at (laughs) i i just dig old churches quite a bit and so they had uh Way up on a hill is St. Teresa of Avila Church, and it's a Catholic church built in 1859. And it's just, it's cool because it looks like the main structure is kind of an exoskeleton type of thing. It, yeah, it's there's a, walls, it's a, and then there's pillars on the outside of those walls yeah, holding them up. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat thing. We, we have pictures of all this as well. And like I said, I really enjoyed the the town itself and the and the coffee shop i was like a good cup of coffee yeah and uh, there's a lot of neat antiques and there it seems to be a very thriving artist community mm-hmm. but also farming community so you can buy farming products that were grown right there including meat and all yeah. sorts of yeah farm stands that are yeah. open all year long and yeah it was it was really neat and the, of course the center point of that if you're a fan of the birds is the potter school which was built in 1873 and was kind of a a focal point for the The birds and it's still there 
Yep. And it it's in really good shape, except it's now a private residence. And you can tell that they're a little, you know, I mean, there was so many people there taking pictures with that school and with that building. And I wonder how long it took them to say, why did we buy this building? <laughs> I, know. I mean, it's a super cool from the outside. You can't go in. At first, you're probably like, yeah, look at all these visitors I get. And yeah. now you're like, geez, Louise, go away, yeah, people. Go away. <laughs> Another thing we did in Bodega, well, not you and I. Well, everyone, everyone we camped with yeah, because we go as a group. And so, you know, we, we kind of grow every year. We've got a bigger group and a bigger group. So this year we had a few easy ups, nice easy ups with walls. So we, we had a 10 by 10 easy up with walls. That was completely just the booze tent. It was, it really was three tables of every booze and every mixer and ice chest full of beer and just everything you needed to make your weekend a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a, a 10 by 20 easy up with screen walls and we used a few tarps to keep the worst of the wind off of us. And that was the party tent. We had another table for potluck in and we had a little, a uh, little red campfire and all our chairs. And we just sat around together and hung out when, especially when it started to rain, we were in inside those tents so that we didn't have to worry about getting the rained on. Yeah. We go over Christmas every year and uh, I was surprised at how good the weather was again this yeah, year. It was, it was, it's it was always, except last year. Yeah, last year stunk. really great. <laughs> but but it was great. And you were, but that campground is kind of these circles and you're literally camped sort of right on the beach, but on the other side of a little dune. And there are a lot of sites that just back up to where you can just go right just to the beach. Just walk right down into that little bay and there's great crabbing in there. There's, yeah. we have three or four of the guys now that have have taken up crabbing and so i've taken up crab eating <laughs> as a christmas <laughs> hobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i haven't done the fishing but i sure as heck am really glad that they bring those crabs in so we can have as much crab as we can eat all yeah, christmas it's long amazing how many crabs these guys caught and i guess there are two different kinds of crabs depending on the time of year and such there's rock crabs and i don't know Crabby Patty Crabs. <laughs> the rock crabs were popular this year. Do, 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 do. No, that's rock lobster. <laughs> rock <not> lobster. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. it's cool. You just catch your crabs right there and, and camp on the beach. Now, it's completely dry camping. There is no There are no that's right. services. That's right. So, so we use our solar panels and keep our yep. batteries up. Last year, there wasn't enough solar power. So that's when we bought our first generator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have always used the solar panels up until last year. And then we had to buy the generator. And this year we use solar panels again. Indeed. Absolutely. Um, one of the cool things, as I said, we do this over Christmas and one of our friends brought these little teeny mailboxes. Right. So she went to the dollar store. She bought these little metal mailboxes and a bunch of candy and toys and stuff. And so last year she brought gingerbread houses for us to build yeah, we, we and decorate. <laughs> so we built them and decorated them and laughed at ourselves and took pictures. And then we decided, well, we don't really want to eat these so we went around leaving them on people's picnic tables as little christmas gifts <laughs> i was amazed the next day how many kids were eating Your just kids were eating. random <laughs> lousy gingerbread houses that were left overnight overnight yeah so this year we decided instead of leaving tasty gingerbread <laughs> yeah of questionable source i mean if you're 
a parent and you your kid you go out and there's just a random gingerbread house on You're the like, picnic go, table. Go ahead kids, I'm not yeah. making breakfast today. Yeah. Eat that. <laughs> we don't know who brought it, but it sure looks good. And some of these some of these were exceptionally well decorated. They were. But mine, <laughs> not mine. was terrible. Mine looked like a house after the major earthquake that would hit California. It was terrible. Carrie brought mailboxes and toys and candy and stuff, and we filled them all up. And then after dark, we we snuck around and giggled a little bit and <laughs> and snuck these little mailboxes onto picnic tables so that when the kids got up in the morning or the adults, whatever, they'd find these little Christmas gifts. Now, I did get busted by one man. Yep. The man with the wagon with the, the beagle in it. The man with the dog it. and the wagon. <laughs> He said, were you part of that? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he said, well, thanks anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was cute. So it was fun. It was a fun thing. It was. A, I, I kind of hope that we keep this tradition up and do this every Christmas. And We'll have to figure out something else to put next year. That's right. Or, or the mailboxes. The mailboxes I mean... worked really well because it did rain a little bit overnight. And so they were kind of sealed. So... If it had rained overnight on those gingerbread houses, that would have been ugly. <laughs> I don't think that they are. some of them were ugly. Mine, yeah, but pretty imagine bad. the sticky mess that would have been. Oh made. yeah, yeah, and that really brightly colored frosting. Blah. So anyway, Bodega Bay, it's a it's a cool place to go, and it's right outside. Oh, one of the things that we did while we were there, we went to Seismic Brewing Company. We did do that. And I really enjoyed that That's trip. in Sebastopol. Yep, which is the next town over, kind of. And it's a much bigger town than Bodega Bay. But um, Seismic Brewing has some neat beers, including just some dark beers that I really liked. So definitely, if you're a beer person uh, and you happen to be in the area, go there. They they have sure. quite a selection of really good beers. So this was, other than going and buying the generator, this was pretty much the first time we went out and went exploring on our Christmas trip. Right, usually, usually we just get there, put on pajamas, and drink till it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is Christmas all right? about anyway? So that's stressless camping. <laughs> My gosh. We sound like alcoholics. Uh, no, they go to meetings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many people right now are getting ready to write us a really nasty email? Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> oh, God. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the That's morning. Right. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that was uh, – Bodega Bay is a neat place to go, and, and we recommend it. And like I say, we go every year, and it's just a, a neat – if you like the sound of the oh – God, there was one night when the oh, waves the were waves just breaking. going crazy. It yeah. was It was awesome. Well, so that's where we went. That was fun trip. Yeah, it was. And, As and it is every year and looking forward already. We've got our reservations for next year. Yes, and uh, we have lots of travel plans for this year as well. Indeed. What are, what are your travel plans? We would love to see where you're going and hear about your wonderful adventures. And that's we sure would. one of the reasons we have our Facebook page. That's right. Give us a minute and tell us about your plans for this year. Yeah, or share pictures and such. That It's always fun. We have a nice community there of really polite people, which is a good thing. And speaking of polite people, uh, if you'd like to help us gain listeners on this podcast, a uh, review on Apple Podcasts really goes a long way to it does indeed tell the story of this podcast so those of you who have thank you and those of you who will 
we're very grateful. Of course, we are on all of the usual social places yep. where you want to be. We're Facebook, on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and, Pinterest and all and of that. And www.stresslesscamping.com. Which is where you'll find deals and discounts. Deals and discounts and the, and the jump off for all those other places yeah, we talked as, about. And photos and notes and all of that. So, well, thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, Next time we talk to you, we will be on the road. We will be on the road. In the meantime, happy happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey. But don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app. And visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.